0: Welcome to Global Real Estate Dealmakers with Kyle Nay, showcasing investors and entrepreneurs across the globe who are leading innovative commercial and residential real estate projects. Hey there, Global Real Estate Dealmakers. It's really exciting for me to come to you today from Paris, France. I'm here for the recording, as many of you may have listened to the last episode with Alain Kasha of Kasha Paris. And as I sit here with the Pont des Arts and one of the facades of the Louvre Museum behind me, I'm reflecting on the marathon trip that I've had. Uh, One thing before I get into some breaking news that I want to mention is it's been really incredible to me how widespread and effective the enforcement of vaccinations is here in Paris. Every establishment I go to, whether it's a restaurant, a bar, a museum, even clothing stores, boutiques, they all ask for, as they refer to it here, the pass sanitaire, the sanitation pass uh, at the entrance. And it's been very easy with a U.S. passport and my CDC card to get into places, I thought it might be troublesome, but it's actually been very efficient. And I also today went and got a COVID test for my flight back, and that gave me a QR code, which then I was able to upload into this uh, anti-Covid app that you show and it has a qr code and each establishment has a scanner and they they have the camera from a phone it scans it says negative and that's the way things are operating here so it's pretty tough in paris to have any sort of livelihood right now if you're if you're not vaccinated or don't have a negative test is the is the moral of the story so continuing and getting into breaking news uh, given that I am here, I'm going to talk a bit about the French market in Paris in particular. Uh, so, the residential market across France uh, was up 1.3% in 2020. So, it held relatively steady, although there were some winners and losers uh, in prime locations in Paris. That was down 2.3%, uh, and you didn't see a ton of movement in Paris from the city to the suburbs. Uh, cumulative sales. Uh, across France, we're up five percent in the six months uh, going through to February 2021, and it, it, it's interesting that the stimulus payment from the French government, which totaled 604 billion euros, uh, an additional spending, uh, combined with the 50-year low in mortgage rates, really helped buoy the economy uh, and the market. Uh, you've seen home loaners. In this time, either relocate, and I'm not talking as much as Paris, but just france France-wide, or they purchase second homes at a more affordable cost. You may not be surprised that during the past 18 months, and and especially in 2020, French buyers have really dominated the market because of the international travel bans. You saw roughly 60% of sales in 2020 uh, go to French buyers, which is the highest on record. Historically, it's it's skewed much more internationally. Uh, A couple things I want to mention in terms of positive drivers for the Parisian real estate market. First of all, there's very strong supply constraints. Second, you have large infrastructure projects that are on the horizon, most notably the Grand Paris project, which I'll get to in a minute, and then the 2024 Paris Olympics. It's largely been a seller's market in France, uh, and and it's projected to be that way until early 2022, when all this pent-up demand from COVID is released, and you see the may 2022 french presidential uh, election start start to cast some uncertainty on the way things will head so back to this grand paris project grand paris project is europe's largest transportation initiative it's going to represent 200 kilometers of new metro lines right now you have about 200 kilometers existing and it's going to double it to 400 kilometers of lines to serve the 12 million people in the larger paris metro area uh, and, and that's an area that brings in 30% of France's GDP and what it's going to do is it's going to allow outlying areas to be linked to Paris via a new extended Metro line and it'll integrate various transportation systems or modernize the exist uh, modernized ones, uh, throughout the city. This project is going to take approximately 15 years. And the only parallels for its magnitude are one in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and in a few cities in China. In total, they're anticipating that it'll be almost $28 billion with some of the related works that will go into the infrastructure project, and then maybe as much as $40 billion if you factor in some of the subsequent property development that will go on on the private side. Funding wise with this project, it, it's going to be funded by a number of public entities. You have French entities like the Caisse de Dépôt, the city of Paris, different regional governments. Uh, the European Investment Bank, lastly, committed 1 billion euros to the project. So this is something that's very exciting for France in general, and uh, particularly the Paris region. Getting into some of the investment sales that have gone on recently in France, Uh, Some high-level stats across France, you have office investments that are down 24% year-over-year. But interestingly, they still represent two-thirds of of the first half of investment sales in 2021. Uh, Retail year-over-year in Q2 2021 is down 74%. Uh, Industrial is down 11%. That's clearly uh, had a more prosperous uh, result. And then prime office yields are roughly 2.65%, which is pretty tight compared to other global markets. The market fundamentals all in all are very solid. Uh, You have uh, Paris, which continues to be a safe haven in times of crisis. Uh, And the risk to yield ratio remains relatively attractive given the low interest rates, in many cases that are hovering around 1%. Uh, here in Paris uh, Paris gained uh, two-thirds of French investment volumes uh, Which is stable year over year. That's historically what it's been and the regional you know, there's the city the urban versus suburban story Outside of Paris that's captured 34% of the investment volume versus 28% at the end of 2020 so there clearly has been some interest in outlying areas uh, across product types Uh, You see that equity is largely ready to invest. There's lots of dry powder in the market. Uh, Transaction volumes on the larger side, let's say greater than 200 million uh, euros, is down significantly. Uh, But intermediate size transactions have fared much better, under, uh, under 100 million. And you see industrial, similar to the story in the United States, continuing to rise. There's a last mile logistics phenomenon. That is no surprise (laughs) that you've had a rise of e-commerce and the supply chain disruption uh, where you've seen lots of uh, yield compression in that sector. It's expected that there'll be a rebound in the market even more so than the first quarter, which was very strong in 2021. Q2 volumes, interestingly, were quite slow, only 3.2 billion euros across France compared to 5 billion in 2020. And this is due to a couple of factors. One, you've seen withdrawal of assets from the market, so uh, buyers can't find product. You have the uncertainties with the pandemic and the openings and the closures and that has continued in multiple cycles. And you also have very high prices for value-add assets, uh, which has resulted in A lot of pent up demand not being able to to transact. In total, across France, across product types, you've seen $8 billion invested in the first half of 2021. That is a 31% decrease uh, compared to last year, but it's only 11% decline compared to the 10 year average. Investors all in all are more risk averse these days, especially in retail that has the most limited interest. There was only 500 million invested in retail thus far in in, uh, 2021. Investor interest in high street retail does continue. Uh, and there's the expectation that in the shorter medium term that there'll be a rebound, uh, especially for well-located assets that have long-term leases and some level of, of, of credit tenancy. In terms of investment sources, you've seen a very strong base of domestic capital. Uh, you've seen foreign investors come increasingly, especially in the past couple months, to the market. Uh, foreign capital thus far in 2021 has represented 44% of overall volumes, uh, 21% of that coming from the United States, and then 15% in in Europe. And 10% of the total demand, or most of the European investment capital, is is from German sources. Uh, It's not terribly surprising that there's been very low investment from Asia Pacific because of the travel restrictions getting from the two, two parts of the globe. Yields in general are very, very aggressive for secure assets. Uh, and it's expected that investors are going to continue to prioritize assets. Outlook-wise, going forward into the rest of 2021 and beyond, uh, equity is going to continue to be abundant. Uh, Yields are going to be relatively favorable to bonds, which will drive more capital into real estate. It's not expected that investments are going to reach pre-COVID levels, but they should approximate the 10-year average. Uh, up from a decline of 11% of the 10-year average. And then you're also seeing that prime yields for logistics assets industrial will continue to fall below 3.5%, uh, which is a, a market a decline relative to where it was even, even a year ago. Having just concluded the interview with Alon Kasha, I'm going to provide uh, some guest insights. First of all, I was really... Uh, interested by his description of the market as being more gray than black and white here in France. I had thought that there would be defined laws in place in terms of permitting, approvals, when you need to complete a renovation which parties need to come and and see to sign off and he said dealing with the city of paris is a crapshoot a lot of times in essence and uh he gave the example of if you have a window and he renovates the window and does nothing to the window except you know tints the glass or puts in another pane, even though it's the same framing and everything, the city may or may not approve it. And if they say it's not going to be approved, it's a question of, well, what do I revert to? Because it's essentially the same window. So I thought that was uh, both comical and also very fascinating. And then he also mentioned that there is a lot of demand uh, in COVID for both French and foreign buyers. And some US buyers uh, bought properties of his, sight unseen, because many cases, well-capitalized buyers say, they've always wanted to have a place in Paris, or maybe they're they're changing uh, residences, a lot of them being second homes. And they say, now's the time to do it. Uh, And a lot of these purchases are all cash. So they haven't had to deal with the financing market. Uh, And I thought all of that was was really great insight into how things have occurred here in Paris uh, since March of 2020 Okay, time to get into the poll results so poll result wise The last time I asked which of the following countries would have the biggest year-over-year change in tourist visits Would it be Greece Italy Spain? Portugal or France and most of you who answered the poll and i thank you for going to the kylenay.com to do do so uh, answer greece at 35 percent uh the next in line was spain at 28 percent then roughly portugal and italy were tied and then the remainder going to france so uh, I, I i think that makes sense because greece seems to have put forward the best tourism uh posture Even now, when a lot of countries being the Netherlands and Italy have clamped down again, requiring quarantines or, you know, extra vaccination steps, Greece continues to welcome in foreigners, especially from the U.S. My next poll is going to be the following. There's been so much uncertainty, not only here in Paris, but also back in the in the United States about when the return to office will be and it keeps getting pushed back you have big large big companies that have made announcements saying it's going to be at labor day or in the fall and now many of them are pushing back to the beginning of 2022 so with that what i'm going to ask is when will the fang companies that being facebook amazon apple netflix and google when will they have a return to office if you were to average them out will it be December of 2021 or earlier, January of 2022, February 2022, March of 2022, or April 2022 or later. So I invite you all to go to kylenay.com to fill out this poll. I look forward to announcing the results uh, on the next Kyle's Take. Lastly, I'll just say one quick blurb about my next guest. Uh, He is uh, the co-founder and CEO of a very prominent Uh, development and investment firm uh, that focuses on mixed-use, mainly hospitality and retail investments in Mexico and the Caribbean. Uh, I think you'll find his insights extremely compelling, and he clearly has a very established track record of doing deals in in Latin American markets, and uh, I'm looking forward to having you all uh, listen to it. With that said, I'm going to wish you all Bonne Nuit from Paris. It's getting a bit late here, so I'm gonna wind things down. Uh, I hope you all have a tremendous uh, continuation of your day or evening, depending on where you are in the world. And we'll see you next time here on Global Real Estate Dealmakers. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Global Real Estate Dealmakers, the podcast that takes you around the globe to meet real estate investors who are transforming their local communities.